after 4 a.m. A blessed and beautiful one to you and yours. We're about to step into the trends that have been taking place for the past 72 hours. And joining us is Atlahang Mulefe, our social commentator. How are you doing this morning? I'm well, thanks. And how are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. So let's get straight into it. Uh, we've got four hashtags that we're going to be looking at this morning and we'll kick start off uh, with the family meeting. Now, obviously, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa provided an update for the COVID-19 response and he's taken us from level three to level two. But I know that it will be a fully functional from this midnight, this coming midnight, meaning Tuesday morning. Yes. Yeah, um, so there have been a couple of changes that have been made with regards to the way in which we are navigating our lives. Okay. Um, so just a couple of things to mention. Um, the curfew is now from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And restaurants and bars must close at 10 p.m. Gatherings can only allow 250 people indoors and 500 people outdoors. Alcohol retail sales Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then on-site alcohol consumption not after 10 p.m. And then in terms of funerals, only 50 people are allowed and it's only a two-hour duration. Mm, I see. Yeah. And how how is this changed uh, via social media just by observing the commentary coming through on Twitter and the likes? What are some of the things that people are saying that um, this shift will be aiding us in? Okay, Um, so we have two different kinds of people Um, on the one spectrum. Everyone is excited about it because it means that um, they can have more fun. And also because it's spring, people just want, do not want to be limited. And also because of the vaccine rollout, people are quite optimistic about it that um, it really does match. And then on the other side of the world, we have the people who are quite pessimistic about the whole thing because we are now approaching December and as more people get excited and the more we relax on restrictions, then it means that the difficult then it's going to be for us to come out of this um, pandemic. Um, but I do think that with the restrictions in place, um, we can definitely be able to regulate or manage people in terms of trying to make sure that they don't you know, do up, go above and beyond. Sure. I want to rope in the conversation around the hesitancy with people taking in the vaccine. Um, How are people responding to the new regulations versus the fact that they perhaps have taken or have not taken the vaccine? How is that factoring into the conversation? Okay. Um, There are some people who just feel like they they don't have a choice anymore because now there's also a vaccine is now called a passport uh, a, a passport uh, something so that mm-hmm. means that at some point you're going to have to produce your your card just to show that you're vaccinated to be allowed into maybe groove or also have to produce your card in order to be allowed to travel outside of the country mm-hmm. which i do think that even if people see that people say that it's false but i also think that in the long run it's about protecting other people because even though maybe someone is anti-vaccination but they also create a greater harm towards society so i think even as a government then you have to take strict measures to make sure that everyone um, everyone is able to comply with those measures that you put in place do you think that the vaccine passport will be challenged I think so, definitely, because anti-vaxxers are completely against everything and they can use so many things to justify it. And also it can be considered as some form of force um, Mm. and not actually giving people a choice. So 
there's definitely going to be debates around it and um, people are not, not everyone has received that well. So there's definitely going to be chats around it. Alrighty, let's move on to our next hashtag, uh, Ace Mahashule. Now, Mash, uh, the Mahashule Foundation bursary recipients are left stranded in Turkey with nothing to eat after being evicted. Um, catch us up on that story. Um, it's really quite sad because when the foundation was was started, it was started with the aim of making sure that they're able to afford um, people who want to study in Turkey, Cuba, um, the opportunity to actually go there and get an education. But now it's so sad to find out that they've been sleeping in parks and there was a point when the Turkey embassy stepped in and assisted them. So that that is basically what they've been relying on the whole time. They don't have food and now they even had to provide shelter for them. So I think it's quite sad for you to go to a foreign country wanting to be a student and then the next thing you just have to live in the streets because there's nothing was no exceptions or nothing whatsoever was mm-hmm. made for you to make sure that you have a comfortable life and that you can actually complete your degree. Sure. Now, I, I know that a total of 13 million has not been paid and this was a bill that stretched over 32 months. What happened there? Um, so now it's a matter of accountability um, because they are basically saying that they can't pay for um, those students. Um, it's out of courtesy for them to be assisting them. Um, that's what um, they are saying. But at the same time also, it's just like how if you've created a foundation, it means that those things are just part of that scholarship that you're providing for other people. So it really doesn't make sense to me because also even when the person moves from point A to B and they go to that country. Mm. They need to get there and have everything sorted out. You don't have to get to that country and still have to sort out everything, even when you are on a scholarship. So I do think that it's a bit sketchy. It doesn't make sense. Um, and But I do hope that they find a way to protect them and they find a way not to compromise their own education and that they can still continue with their studies. And you said something really important. They can still continue with their studies. Do you think that if there is no resolution that the students will be returned back to South Africa? Um, they will have to because I think even SA, they're not like they're not really fighting for them um, because now it's, it's, I feel like they're trying to release the obligations from them by saying that, no, it's not, we're not really obligated to do this or that. If a student leaves the country, then it means that we can only help them out of courtesy, which to me, it doesn't make sense because, um, if the person leaves the country in order to make sure that they come back to prevent brain pain is to also make sure that you take care of them. So I think if there isn't any sort of resolution, they may have to come back and maybe start again at this side. My goodness. Um, let's move on to the next hashtag, uh, the Castle Rugby Championships. Now we know that the Springboks have lost to Australia, which is a first uh, this year in actual fact. Uh, we've been seeing them on a winning streak for a hot minute. What is the conversation on social media? It's quite sad because they lost on twenty eight twenty six, so that's like like an imaginal point. Like it's very small, so it's it's really scary. It's so sad. I meant to say. Mm. So I mean, people on social media are still supporting the Springboks regardless, because also they've shown us countless times that they're capable of winning, and um, so everyone is sad about it at the moment, but we're also very proud.
That's mm-hmm. fair. Do you think they can bounce back from this uh, defeat? Uh, definitely. I think they always bounce back. I always think that they uh, perceive every game as a final. So they're always willing to you know, work extra hard to put in the work and to also redeem themselves. So I'm quite optimistic that they will bounce back. And I know that there was hearsay about um, them not being too focused. What was that conversation in terms of this particular match? Okay. The conversation was basically the fact that just because you are, you know, world champion and you've also played against many different teams, you've never lost against them. So you just get too relaxed. You just take it, take it for granted that even when you are relaxed, you will still win. Unfortunately, when you are a star, the other team is always just going to try and find ways to, you know, to win against you. So it could be possible that they were not as focused or they were not in the right headspace or they were not as serious about the match as they were supposed to. So that's also a possibility. Sure. Atlahang, I'm going to put you on the spot there and I'm going to ask what you think. What do you think happened? About with them, yes. so I didn't really watch the match entirely. Yes. Um, but I do think that with the couple of highlights I've seen, um, I don't. Th- I think that I mean they were focused. I I really do think that they gave it their all, and it's just a matter of knowing that you win some and you lose some. So it can't be that they're always going to win. Uh, but I do think that they were definitely in the game. Speaking about wings, uh, wins, rather, uh, let's get into our last hashtag for this morning, which is Lucanium Dingi, uh, local designer bagging a Karl Lagerfeld prize. Now, uh, exciting times to be alive. What is happening in this particular fashion story? Um, so this is something worth celebrating, and I think we're all excited about it because this is someone from, you know, the East London, and um, I think it's 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 worth celebrating because we've actually we have a lot of amazing designers um and apparently this uh award means a lot and it's it's just yeah you just have to be the best amongst the best so we're really quite excited about this achievement so what did lokanyum win what exactly was won okay so he basically won the so it's 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 called the let me just So the word itself is called the Carl Langer Felt Prize. Yes. So apparently they just went through a lengthy process and then people started voting or they made their own collective decision to actually give it to her. Mm, okay. Yeah. And mm. what does the prize include? Um, I heard something about mentorship. I heard something about 2.5 million rand. Uh, what's the conversation there? I think the only part um, most people were interested in, you know, the one that I actually found out about was the money part because I just wanted to know what the financial incentive is <laughs> because this award is, like, really big. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> that was, like, the most important, I think, for me part. But I'm also glad that it's it's just literally going to do a lot for him as a person in terms of his face and also just in terms of his, how he's going to now be perceived in the industry mm. and not just originally, but also like, you know, globally. Um, so I'm quite excited about the journey that he's about to step into from now onwards. 
Sure, that's true. I, I suppose yeah. the network would be, you know, extended given the fact that you're on a prize and the likes. Yeah. Sure. Thank you so much for your time, Atlahang. No for- problem. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. It is 24 after 4 a.m. If you've just joined us, this is 104 to 107 SAFM, and we've just gone through the trending topics that have taken place over the past 72 hours with Atlahang Mulefe. Uh, we're going